This is the Ruben Report Direct Message. It is December 13th, 2021. We are streaming live on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. As always, subscribe wherever you like to subscribe to things. And of course, you can chat with other viewers right now at rubenreport.locals.com. We have a major announcement today. I think some of you have long suspected this announcement, but it is a personal and professional announcement that I am incredibly excited to share with you momentarily. And it involves not only me and my team, but this sort of a broadly, I would say, seminal moment in kind of everything that's going on in America, uh, culturally and politically, because a lot of people are making the same types of decisions that, uh, that myself and David and my team have been making over the last couple of weeks. But before I get to all of that, I wanna to talk to you guys about Cozy Earth real quick. You know, one of the best things about being filmed from the waist up is that I can look business on top while being super, super comfy down below. For those of you who have been working from home and participating in multiple Zoom meetings over the past year, you know exactly what I mean. That's why no gift will be more appreciated this holiday season than Cozy Earth sheets, pajamas, or loungewear. I love their sweats. Actually, the sweatshirts are amazing too. These things are like bananas, comfortable and breathable. They're really fantastic. And that's because they're made from super soft, viscous, from highly sustainable bamboo. Cozy Earth's bedding and loungewear are also temperature regulating, so you'll sleep comfortably year round. It's no wonder that Cozy Earth has become the bedding of choice for interior designers and celebrities. Cozy Earth is so confident that you'll love their products. You can try anything risk-free for their 100-night trial. If you don't love it, return it within 100 days, absolutely free. So this holiday season, give the gift that will be appreciated every single night, Cozy Earth Bedding and Loungewear. And now my audience can save 35% on Cozy Earth Bedding and Loungewear. Start your holiday shopping early. Just go to CozyEarth.com, enter promo code DAVE, and save 35%. Hurry, that's 35% off at CozyEarth.com, promo code DAVE, CozyEarth.com. And now back to me. Okay, guys, this is a huge day for me. I've been uh, hinting to you guys for probably about a month, maybe five, six weeks, that some stuff is in the works here. Um, obviously, the last couple months with everything that's gone between, uh, gone on between Locals and Rumble and just some of the other stuff that I talk about, there's just been a lot going on. I think everyone all over the country and all over the world, really, uh, people are trying to make decisions for themselves and their family that are you know, basically trying to set up a, a better future because everything feels very upside down right now. Um, so I'll give you the, the bumper sticker uh, announcement right now, and then I'm gonna go into some of my thinking. But yes, it is true. I am moving to the great, to the free, and the alligator-filled state of Florida. Yes, that's right. We have movers in my house Right now, I'm out of here in a couple days. This has been a long time coming. Uh, I tried my best to save California. California does not want to be saved. Uh, my entire team, Connor, you still coming? Connor's coming, I got the thumbs up. Michael, you're still coming. Miami Mike's coming. Uh, my entire team is moving to Florida with me. This was no uh, easy feat, but everyone's excited to get the hell out of here and go to a place where our talents and skills and passions will be rewarded and a place that is more in line with the things that we believe. 
Um, by the way, uh, I have to give a specific a shout out right now to Dennis Prager because I had a bunch of my last remaining LA friends over for dinner last night, including uh, Dennis Prager and Larry Elder and a bunch of other people. And uh, Dennis apparently already announced this morning on his radio show that I was moving to Florida. So if you if you were listening to Dennis Prager this morning, you already heard it. Uh, but that's all good, Dennis. That's all good. You're still welcome to come over once I'm in Florida. Um, look, there were a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of reasons for this. So I want to just first recap a little bit about my adventure here in California. Uh, you know, David and I moved to California in February of 2013, so basically nine years ago. And the two of us had, I kid you not, we probably between us had about $15,000. And we didn't know exactly what we were gonna do. I had this show on the Young Turks. They paid us, I think they paid me $1,000 a month, if I'm not mistaken. And David didn't get paid at all, but we started doing it. Things started working a little bit more. You know, obviously we eventually left there. I was at Aura TV for a little while, which was Larry King's digital network. I started going independent on Patreon. I built locals. I just started doing all these things. Our success kept growing, you know, good things happened. I wrote the book, the show kept moving along. I toured with Jordan Peterson. Like, I feel like I actually did what people come to LA to do. Like, it's the story that you wanna hear. It's the story that is like the fun one. Like, I, we came with really nothing, with just sort of this like, sort of dream of, oh, I'm gonna do some kind of political show and maybe it'll become something. And then we just made the right decisions uh, along the way. I guess not everyone was exactly right, but things pretty much worked out well to the point that as I leave Los Angeles this week, you know, we've got two successful businesses. I've got a great team, a great staff. We've built something really good and relevant. I feel like I'm probably doing the best work of my life. I, I love what I'm doing. I love the people that I work with. Like, I think this is what it's all about. So we did, we did everything you could do here. And you know, the funny thing about LA is that you know we can all sort of joke about California people and LA people and Hollywood and all that, but like in its best sense, like there is something cool a little bit about like some some celebrity kind of thing and going to restaurants and recognizing people and that thing that is here. There's something kind of cool about it. Not I'm not saying it's like the most important thing, uh, the obsession with celebrity and all of that. But there was something cool in LA for for a while and it was kind of working. And you know California was kind of working. And yeah, the taxes were high but it was like, you pay the high taxes because you know the weather's great and they have cool architecture for the houses or whatever it might be. There's good museums and there's good restaurants and all that stuff. But what has happened over the last couple of years here in California and specifically in Los Angeles is that it is crumbling. It is absolutely crumbling here. Crime is up, drug use is up, the streets look like shit. The schools are floundering. You know, we know critical race theory isn't everywhere. The lockdowns, the race riots, which when they started, you know, what was it, a year and a half ago, uh, one of the major, major riots and, and just mobs of people basically went right by our house. There were people that knew where I lived and we were getting death threats and, and people were stealing our mail and like all kinds of stuff. So we did move. Like I, at, so at that point, a year and a half ago, I was thinking about, moving, just getting out altogether. But I thought, let me just maybe move to a little bit of a better area here. I wanna fight, I wanna fight. You guys all know the story about how I sat down with Michael Knowles at my house over dinner with David and Michael's wife. And we sat down and we said, we're gonna stay here and fight. That it's worth, 
it's worth it. Like, like we can't just give up on America. We can't just give up on states. And then of course, what happened was the next day it was announced the Daily Wire was moving to Nashville and Knowles was like, ah, sorry, I didn't know. And I was like, you know, I will stay and fight. And I, I fought as hard as I could for that recall to get all those uh, signatures signed at the height of the lockdowns when they didn't want people outside. And I was out there having events where you had to hand sign the recall and uh, meet all these people. And I protested at uh, that woman, Sheila Cool, who was the, the city councilwoman who was the 3-2 deciding vote to close down outdoor eating. While that very night, she went out to eat outdoors at her favorite Italian restaurant in Santa Monica. I protested there. And I just tried everything that I could do. I, I really did. And then of course the recall election came around and, and this guy, Larry Elder, Larry Elder, who is not only a friend and I would say a mentor of mine, but like somebody who reluctantly wanted to get into politics to, to fix this thing. This isn't a guy who thinks the government's supposed to do everything, but it is a guy who was born here, who loves this city, who loves this state, who basically said, hey, no one else is gonna fix it, I'll try to fix it. And then, you know, I was obviously heavily involved with Larry and I campaigned with Larry. I think we've got some pictures and some video of uh, being out there with Larry and interviewing him and all that stuff. And I met, I met thousands and thousands of great people and they were waving American flags and talking about freedom and don't tread on me and all that stuff. And before that, I had been to Trump rallies here in Beverly Hills that were the most joyous, wonderful things. And that election didn't turn out the way that we would have liked. And, and obviously the recall didn't turn out the way we would have liked. And, and to the recall point, you know, we watched the entire machine, the entire national machine come crashing down on Larry. Not only did guys like Reed Hastings, the Netflix CEO, pump millions into ads, basically calling Larry a white supremacist, but LA Times said he was the black face of white supremacy. Joe Biden showed up a day before the recall to say that Larry Elder was a Trump clone, a guy who was born son of a janitor in South Central LA. Like the evil, the way Gavin Newsom lied about him. Gavin Newsom, who last week literally took a $200,000 vacation in Cabo uh, with his family. Uh, the same guy who of course ate at French Laundry. Yeah, there he is sitting with lobbyists at French Laundry at the, at the height of the lockdowns. So look, I could go on and on. And I really could, I could go on and on about all the things that are wrong here and you all know it. There's vaccine passports everywhere when I, I don't go out that often. You know, it's really funny. My life in the last two years since this all has began has been pretty great because I have a great home life and I have good friends and we like to host and we got a great dog and we, I got a basketball court in the back and like we've lived a great life, but I don't really leave my house. I don't really leave my house because I can't stand going out and seeing these masked people. You go to the supermarket and two years later, they're all wearing masks and they're glossed over in the eyes. And there's no talk of, could we take the masks off? And even David, who's like the most tolerant person on earth, when we would go to the supermarket together and I wouldn't be wearing a mask and people would be yelling at me and David would be like, maybe I'll just do the shopping without you because he doesn't want to be yelled at. And I can't blame him for that, you know? like. I just can't take it anymore. I honestly can't take it. I, I just, I can't take it and I won't take it. Um, so I'll talk a little bit more about Florida in just a second and some of what we're gonna be doing. Um, but I just wanna run through, Michael, back up on that for just a sec, would you? I, I just wanna run through a couple other things that are just wrong with California real quick first. We have the top, top marginal income tax rate uh, in the country at 13.3%, which uh, legislators here now want to raise to 17%. We have 7% sales tax 
Our gas tax is 50 cents. And now they are trying to push through something called AB 2088, which would be a retroactive tax and an exit tax for rich California residents who leave, okay? That means they wanna tax you for leaving. They stole all that stuff from you in the first place, and now they want more because you make the decision to leave. Uh, California is the most regulated city or state in the country with LA being probably the most regulated city within the state. Um, that's according to CEO Magazine's survey of 650 CEOs. There's a massive housing crisis here. The median home cost uh, in California is $600,000. The average rent is $2,800. And to compare that to the national average of rent, it's $1,600. Like that's a huge, huge amount. Just in the last couple days, California has added more crazy things. Gavin Newsom basically wants this place to be an abortion sanctuary. It doesn't matter where you fall on the pro-life or pro-choice side of things, but the idea that they wanna put more public money into you know, basically allowing more people to have abortions here is just bananas. Like it's just never going to stop here. Uh, there are over 150,000 homeless people in California, which is more than any other state. I get it, it's a big geographic state, but you can go under virtually any underpass here, any major roadway. There are tent cities and then they sometimes move them and disappear and then they go on the other side of the street and then they come back. I can talk to you about human poop on the streets, the trash cans that are overflowing everywhere on my main street over here, which is supposedly in a nice area, and trash cans that just don't get picked up. Uh, violent crime is, is spiking everywhere. You know all the stuff about the DAs. We've got this guy, George Vascon, who is the DA in uh, San Francisco. He ruined San Francisco and turned it into a dystopian nightmare. So what happens in progressive politics? You succeed, now you move down to LA, you ruin it here. You're allowed to steal up to $950 worth of stuff and they're not gonna prosecute you. We release criminals back on the streets. All the COVID lockdowns, you get it. And then the list, of course, of people who have left California, whether it's Ben Shapiro or The Daily Wire, who took 100 people, 100 people, and moved their company out. And I don't live too far from where the, uh, the Daily Wire offices used to be, and now it's just nothing. It's just nothing, it's just a boarded up building. There was a thriving business with about 100 people that used to work there. It is absolutely nothing. So Ben Shapiro, all of Daily Wire, left. Ben Shapiro, who I believe was born in California, wanted to live here his whole life. Uh, Joe Rogan left. You think that guy makes a little bit of money that maybe Gavin Newsom would have wanted on those income taxes? Elon Musk left, uh, bringing Tesla headquarters with him. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to not be here. And I tried. I really, like, I gave it the old college try. You know, like, I really wanted to fight for something. I didn't realize until the last year of my life that I'm a fighter. You know, I, I don't think of myself as a fighter in a certain way. Like I'm, I'm a pretty like, you know, I'm pretty like lukewarm guy. Like this is me. The same guy that you see on camera is the same guy that I am off camera. Like I'm not somebody that wants to get in people's faces and be screaming at them and everything. But I realize that this country is slipping away and I live in the epicenter of it and these people want more. Thank you, sir, may I have another? Can we be in endless lockdowns? Can we be in endless masks forever? Can we teach our children racism? Can we teach them that gender doesn't mean anything? All these things, these people all want more. There's virtually no pushback here anymore. And then, of course, as the country started opening up again, I took some trips and I went to places like Dallas, Texas. And I went to places like Houston, Texas. And I went to places like Nashville, Tennessee.
and I'll get to Florida in just a moment. And I saw free people. I saw people fighting back. And that doesn't mean that there was no one wearing masks. Sometimes there are. Sometimes you go into a place, people make decisions for themselves. But I saw people smiling. You don't see anyone smiling in this town because you can't even see their freaking face, okay? Um, and I started seeing some of that. And then we went to Florida for a couple of times. I had a couple speaking gigs. Uh, as you know, we moved locals down to Florida last year anyway. We moved locals to Miami. Uh, I met and interviewed Mayor Suarez down there, Francis Suarez. Uh, there we did that interview on location in Miami. And I remember sitting there with him at that very moment. And that, this is probably about a year ago now, uh, if not even more. When, when was that? Can we get a date on that? That was, yeah, it was last summer. Um, and I remember sitting there with him thinking, man, I like this guy. Like he's a decent dude and he's trying to like bring people to his city because he loves his city and he wants businesses to be there. And all of the people from Silicon Valley are flocking and flooding Miami right now. They're all showing up and they're building huge businesses there. So we moved locals down there. Uh, I think I mentioned on the show last week that when I was in Miami last week and I was there for house inspections, I'll get more to that, get more on that in just a second. Um, we are not only building offices there, but we're building a studio there, like a studio so that all locals creators can come to our studio, film whatever they want. We have flourishing business there. And speaking of flourishing businesses, Rumble, which as you know, we uh, merged with on the local side, uh, they're building massive headquarters in Sarasota, which is on the West Coast of Florida. There's no income tax in Florida. So businesses wanna be there, they wanna flourish. You know, one of the things I was worried about when I decided to really, you know, make this decision in effect and, and sit down with David and say, this is what I wanna do. And with this, we got a lot of stuff going on in our lives and we have people that work for us and everything. We were worried like, well, are, is our team gonna come with us? And it was like, everybody was just like, yeah, yeah, we're coming with you. We wanna get the hell out of here. Something, something ain't right here. Uh, so there's, there's uh, Francis Suarez down in Miami, who's doing great work. And then there, of course, there's Ron DeSantis, who has become, I would say, the standard bearer of what a politician should be in America, he has relentlessly fought to keep his state open there. I had dinner with him about a month and a half ago in San Francisco, and I, I watched this guy with no notes, no script, speak in front of about 200 people and, and speak from the heart and answer every freaking question. And then I was at a private dinner with him where I sat right next to him. I asked him several questions throughout the evening. He kind of held court. And this is a guy who doesn't pretend he knows everything but he knows an awful lot about freedom. He knows how to keep people thriving and happy. And like, I want to be in a place where I'm not just surviving, but thriving. That's the truth. And I've even felt, you know, doing this show, when, when we do this show every day, and I always say to you guys, you know, I don't wanna leave you depressed. I don't wanna leave you more angry or outraged or any of that stuff. It's like many mornings we're going through the stories and I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, man, this other ridiculous thing happened in California. And Michael sends me something, oh, see what California did now? Oh, see what Gavin Newsom did now? And it's like, I just don't care anymore. I don't care to be part of it anymore. And by the way, I was at a huge, huge holiday party on Saturday night, about four or 500 people at, this, uh, at a private house. And everyone there, every single person that I spoke to was talking about leaving, every single person. Now I get it, that may be in a self-selected group of people that I hang with, but everybody's talking about getting out. I had, uh, as I mentioned, I had dinner with uh, Dennis Prager last night and Larry Elder and their wives and a few other people and everyone's talking about it. No one thinks this thing can be saved. And the question always comes down to, well, okay, how much further can it fall? What would rock bottom look like? I don't know. I, I don't wanna wait to find out for the market to completely crash 
or for a mob to show up at my house or for a homeless person to just have an encampment uh, at my gate, it's time to go. So now uh, let's shift to, to the fun part of this. So yes, we are moving to Florida. We're moving to the Miami area. Uh, we are going to build awesome new studios. We are setting them up right now. Uh, we got a house, I'm, I'm super psyched. I still got a basketball court, so I'm very happy. Um, and we are going to move to a state that is open, that is free, that has no state taxes. Miami has all sorts of benefits if you move your companies there. There's a ton of crazy stuff going on on that front. Uh, there's virtually no homelessness. It's clean. Housing is cheaper. There's less regulation. The whole thing, there is a great network of people. You know, the funny thing is, even though a lot of my friends have left LA, uh, we still have a lot of good friends here, but many people have now started shifting down there. Uh, there are tons of incentives. If you're watching this and you're a business person, especially if you're in tech, but if you're any sort of business person, there are huge amounts of incentives to move your companies down to Miami. If you open up offices, they'll give you extra money. This is Suarez's How Can I Help campaign. They're doing a ton of stuff. And on the security side, DeSantis is backing the police and state defense, not defunding it. He's even offering officers who are resigning in other cities. So if you're resigning in Minneapolis, you're resigning in Seattle or Portland, he's offering bonuses, I think $2,000 bonuses if you will move to Florida. It, it's pretty freaking spectacular. So we are going to build new studios, okay? We are going to expand the show. We have all sorts of plans. We're gonna be hiring down there. Um, we've gone a couple times over the last couple weeks. Uh, my guys found apartments and like, we're just, we're gonna live a life that is full because it's something's missing here. You're, you're not supposed to live in a place that is completely antithetical to your worldview. And how often could I sit here and say to you, you know, one of the beautiful things about America is states' rights and the, you have the foot vote, you have the ability to say to a state, hey, you are out of line with what I believe. I don't wanna fund my demise. That's what it's felt like to me for the last couple of months. I have felt like I am funding my demise. I am paying you people an awful lot of taxes to do things that are completely against everything that I believe in. And I just won't do it anymore. So I'm thrilled actually. Like I am, I am it's been weird. I'm, I'm feeling a little weird at the moment because I got ton, about 10 guys moving stuff out of the house at the moment. We got a big truck outside. Like we are out of here in a couple of days. And I, you know, it's funny. I love this house. People come into this house. I, this could have been the house that I would have lived the rest of my life. And I could have been buried in the backyard. We have, we have had wonderful parties here and amazing people here. And it was, it was, uh, it was sort of a tangible proof of, of my life's work that it all kind of came together. Um, but now it's time for something much better. And I also, I think in terms of the show and in terms of creativity, you know, as I said, I, I look at these notes and I'm like, ah, I got to talk about California, but it's like, no, not only am I not going to really talk about it anymore, um, but I'm gonna do everything I can, and I really, really mean this. I am going to devote my life now going forward. Uh, you know, I think I've, I've tried to defend freedom, I've tried to defend America and everything else, but America is splitting in different ways, and that's okay. That's what federalism is. That's what states are there for. We are the United States. I don't know how long we will be united for, but I wanna be in a place that is in line with what I believe, and I will devote the rest of my life, as long as I'm doing this show or anything in this space or whatever I may do after this, I'm going to devote my passion and my energy and my time 
uh, to saving Florida, which by extension is saving the United States of America. And, and I'm, that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna make, and I'm gonna do that by making sure that the place I live in uh, lives up to the ideals that I'm moving there for in the first place. And I know that more and more of you want that. And, and maybe we all just have to, maybe it's decision time. Maybe it's finally decision time. Like that's what it came down to me. It was just decision time. I remember I was on uh, Tucker, maybe it was like a month ago or a month and a half ago. And we were just doing like the usual recap of stories of like how horrible it is in LA and the violence and the broken windows and all the stuff. And he said to me something like, so what are you doing there? And it's like, it, I, it felt very thin to me. What am I doing here? Well, the weather's nice. All right, the weather's pretty good in Florida for about eight months out of the year. Does it get hot? Does it get hot in the summer? It does. Is the humidity going to flatten my hair a little bit? It will. Will I live? I think so. Oh, by the way, I didn't, I didn't know if I was gonna mention this or not, but you know what, we're doing it, so let's just do it. Uh, after the California recall, just a few days after the California recall, uh, I was also audited by the state of California. Okay, I wasn't sure I was gonna publicly announce that, but we're doing it, all right, let's do it. Yeah, I was audited by the state of California. Now my stuff is clean, I've got great business managers, we don't mess around, we're totally legit. Um, but do you think maybe that was political retribution? Do you think maybe it was just like Lois Lerner, the former head of the IRS, was doing political retribution to some Tea Party groups under Obama? That's what leftists do, that's what these people do. Uh, so yeah, they, they checked all of our books, three years of my Amazon purchases. So there is some schmuck government official somewhere in Sacramento who knows how much hairspray I buy, okay? These people are not good, they are not good. And I'm not here to jail them. I'm not here to, uh, I'm not even here to scold them. I'm here to say goodbye to them. That is what I am gonna do. So I, I am just, I'm incredibly psyched. Like we're so freaking busy at the moment. As I said, I got all these people in the house and like this wasn't, this wasn't the plan, but it feels right. Like I, I leave this state with my head held high. Like I did what you're supposed to do. Like you go to, you, where do you go in, 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 well, who knows now, but like in the old days, where would you go to make it? You go to New York or you go to LA, right? Depending on what you wanted to do. And I came here and I did what I wanted to do. Uh, and now I see greener pastures and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight, man. I wanna fight. You know, it's one thing to fight when it's when it's all going to shit. Like the, the recall thing was like, man, everything's terrible here, but let's fight it. That's one way of fighting. And then there's another way of fighting, right? There's another way when it's like, oh, there's something good here. And I think often our success, I mean, this in many ways is what, what America's struggling with right now. We've been so successful for so long that we forgot we had to fight to keep that success. And that's what I wanna do now. I want to fight to make sure that there are places places of refuge for sane, decent, freedom-loving people. And that's what Florida is all about. And maybe I'll become Florida man. Maybe I'll be wrestling alligators. I think we've got a video of a guy catching an alligator in a, in a garbage can. That's what maybe my future is. Let's take a look. Eugene Bozzi grabbed his trash can when he was told a gator was lying just outside his neighbor's front door. That's a great man. That's what I want for my future. You know what I mean? I wanna be catching alligators in garbage cans. That would be much better to me than living amongst these masked, brainwashed morons. And it's not just him, by the way. It's not just that great man, Eugene, over there. What about the guy who saved his dog from the alligator and he never even got his cigar taken out of his mouth? 
This is the moment Richard Wilbanks wrestles an alligator to save his dog's life. He just came out like a missile. The sound of his puppy's cries are too upsetting, so we're not sharing it. They're like children to us. Wilbanks pried open the gator's mouth and saved his dog, Gunner. He had one little puncture wound. My hands were just chewed up. Like, that's a better man than anyone that lives in this godforsaken hellhole, really. And then I thought, okay, maybe I have a thing for alligators. I've always dug alligators, I really have. Connor, can we pull it up? These two photographs, that's my studio right there. I got those, these are huge. They're like three foot by six foot amazing images of that a guy down on Southwest Florida who I met does these pictures where he gets in the water with gators and what you're seeing there, it looks like you're looking at one gator in each picture. It's actually a reflection of the water because he gets in there with the gators. So I've had these two giant alligator uh, pictures, photographs staring at me this entire time. So maybe Florida has been calling to me in a very deep way. So I, I'm just so excited. I cannot wait. I, like I am getting, I'm getting on a private plane too. David's, I've been on a private plane once, but David's getting on a private plane for the first time. Clyde is getting on a private plane. We've got a friend who's hooking us up and I feel like I'm escaping. I, I honestly feel like I'm escaping a dystopian hellhole. Oh, I also wanna say, I'm gonna take a couple uh, comments and questions from the locals community, and, and then tomorrow actually will be our last show in this studio, right after the live show tomorrow, which we'll do as a full Q and A, because I'm sure you guys have a million questions. We are disassembling this entire thing, and then we're out of here. Uh, so what that does mean in terms of the show, let me just knock out some of the logistical stuff. Um, we will not have any studio shows until the new year. I have to get to Florida. It's gonna take us a little bit of time uh, to, to build, uh, till we get to, what do we think? Probably around January 3rd or so. Yeah, uh, till the new year. Um, it's gonna take us a while to build out the studio. We are gonna spare no expense. I'm gonna pour a ton of money into it. I'm thrilled to do it. We're gonna save a, t a crazy amount of money in taxes. Like I looked at the numbers. I'm going to save so much money that I am going to do all sorts of things. We are gonna hire more people. We are gonna build more stuff. Uh, you guys want more money? You guys want more money? You, can, you guys can have more money. Mister, I got a Tesla the other day, not bad over there. Um, so anyway, so we won't have any more live shows uh, in 2021. However, when I get to Florida, I'll probably do some stuff, some handheld stuff, and I'll do a bunch more on, on locals, but we'll be shutting down the studio stuff just while we build it out. I assure you, this will not be a vacation for me. It will be, it will be busier than, uh, than ever before. Then we'll probably have a makeshift studio in my office uh, once we're in Florida for a little bit as we build out uh, this new studio, which I'm, I'm just super psyched about. And, and I'm not kidding, we, we will pour every dime into this thing to make it the best freaking thing possible. And, uh, and then I think really like, like on the creative front, when I talk about how it's like one thing when you're fighting in a place and you're, you're the outsider because the whole place is going to shit. That's what I've been doing here in California. I think as a guy that will fight for a place that I wanna be in, um, I think it's gonna unleash all sorts of like new creative stuff and fun stuff that we can do for the show and not feel like, you know that commercial, that, that commercial where these people are depressed and they've got the cloud following them. Do you guys know what depression medicine that's for? There's something and there's this woman and she's walking around, there's a cartoon cloud always following her. Like I feel like I've had a degree of that. You know what I mean? Like I'm a pretty happy guy, I really am. I, I, as I said, I enjoy my life. Like we, we do good things around here and we eat good food and all that stuff. But like there's been this thing following me and it's like this Gavin Newsom, California evil monster. And it's just been like floating around following me. And I just have no doubt that I'm on a list with this fucking guy. You know, like there's just no doubt. Like I tried to take him out and he is an evil psychopath, Gavin Newsom. I don't want, 
to live anywhere near him, anywhere near him. The same guy, by the way, who not only did he go on that $200,000 vacation after he uh, declared a state of emergency, but he spent last week promoting his children's book on The View, even though he extended his emergency powers. But, but the point is, I don't wanna talk about that shit anymore. I don't think he's a good person. And I do wanna say something specifically to, uh, to all of the people that I have met here in Los Angeles. So this is specifically really to the, to the locals community, because we've done a whole bunch of, of live meetups and we did an event at, uh, at a bar at Pineapple Hill the night of the recall election, and I did a couple other events where people showed up, and we, did, we went down to OC, and we were at uh, Slapfish, which is Andrew Gruel's restaurant. I've met so many of you, and I mean this not only to the locals, people, but just anyone that I've met on the streets here, or at the restaurants, or wherever it is. Like, yes, there are good people here. My neighbor, two blocks away, who has a giant Let's Go Brandon flag outside of her house, Okay, right in front of her front door, a huge one, right? And this woman came up to me one day and she's going on and on. Maybe you're watching, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name, but you're like going on and on about how much she loves me. And she goes, Dave, you gotta walk over to my house. I'm a block away and we got this huge, let's go. And it's like, you are a brave person. You are a good person. And maybe you'll leave too. So to all of the people that, that I'm sure some of you are, are in California right now and you're disappointed or you're some of the people that I've, we've got a great group of people in OC, who come to all my events and it's like, I will blaze a trail. I will blaze a trail so that you guys can leave too because it's not gonna get better here for a while. It will get better eventually. It really will because all of these things are cyclical, but it's going to get much worse first. And that's, that's just the depressing truth. Uh, but what I plan on doing is continuing to build thriving businesses, continuing to hire people based on skill and talent and passion and, and be a refuge. I, I, I don't know what else. I want to start maybe a nonprofit to help people move to places like this. Um, but you have to make sure you can't take your idiotic lefty policies and vote for Democrats. Like it's just how it is. It's just how it is. So anyway, I'm excited because I feel like once I'm in a place that I'm fighting for, I just think it'll open up all sorts of creative bounds. I'll go out to eat again. I don't go out to eat. Now, David is a great chef, but it will be nice to have someone outside of my family cook every now and again, like we went to some great restaurants when we were in Miami. There's a, there's a food scene that's blowing up. They just had Art Basel last week and it's happening all over Florida and I'm gonna wrestle alligators and the whole thing. I'm psyched, I really am psyched, I'm really psyched guys. Um, all right, let me take a couple comments and questions from, from locals and then as I said, tomorrow, same time, usual time, will be a full Q&A and then we pack up everything and we get the hell out of here and I'll try to keep you guys abreast over the next couple weeks as, as things go but this is a long time, this is a long time coming um, and I will say also that it was sort of hard for me, you know, I made this decision, I, I just move quick on decisions like I don't like overthinking things. I, to me, it's like if you, if you just feel that you should do something, you gotta just weigh the pros and cons, but you gotta kinda do it pretty quick. You can't do everything just like willy-nilly, like now I'm doing it and that's it, you know, the hell with the rest of you. But like I just make decisions pretty quick. Like I'm the decider. That, that's the way I am in my life. And it's like that, that works sometimes and it doesn't work sometimes, but it usually does work. And, uh, and David has to deal with a lot of the nitty gritty. So he's out there coordinating with a lot of movers right now. And there's all sorts of stuff. Cause we got, we got studio equipment and there's insurance and we, you know, there's just stuff. Um, but you know, for the last month or so where I've known that, that we were doing this and we were selling this house obviously and buying another house and I was there for inspections and all that. Um, it did make it a little difficult, a little more difficult, I would say to do this show because I try to be as honest with you guys as I possibly can be. And I just didn't want to jump the gun on anything. 
we were hung up in escrow for a little bit, the inspection stuff, like all of that. Oh, I'll also say something else about the real estate market over there. I briefly touched on housing and uh, and renting and that kind of thing. The market in, Cal- in uh, Florida is insane, insane. The house prices are crazy. People are saying that they're sometimes 30 to 40% over because everyone's moving there. As a matter of fact, the movers, we have a great moving company, the movers, I sat down with the CEO to talk to him about what we were doing and we got a few other things because I'm moving a lot of people. And he said to me that their biggest problem right now, and this is industry-wide if you're a mover, is that normally, in normal times before the pandemic, they would basically be moving people all over the country at all times. So if somebody left California and was moving to Florida, let's say you would get them to Florida, all their stuff, and then there would be someone in Florida maybe moving somewhere else. They, maybe they'd be moving to Texas, maybe they'd be moving to Colorado, or maybe they'd be moving to California. So you'd have a truck full of stuff, make a lot of money, it would get there, you'd get rid of the stuff, you'd put new stuff on, make more money, go somewhere else. He said, now people are only moving to Texas and to Florida and to Tennessee and mostly to Florida. So what's happening is he's got all of these trucks that are basically going one way, he makes the money, and then he has to send them back empty because nobody's leaving over there. Like, what does that tell you? California had its first net loss of population ever last year, and I suspect they, when the numbers come in, they'll have their second one in this coming year. So it's, uh, at some point, the rubber meets the road. I guess that's what it all boils down to. You know, I can sit here and I can talk to you about all the things that I believe in. I can, I can fight as much as I can. I can mock politicians and I can make fun of the media and I can try to bring you some degree of truth and hopefully you can pilfer a little sanity out of what I do here. Um, but now I wanna do it from Florida. Now I wanna do it from a place that's, I mean, I can feel it. I can literally, you know when you're, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you can literally feel it in your body. I can literally feel it in my body. I, I am so freaking psyched. I, I just cannot wait. All right, let me hit a couple comments and questions. And as I said, tomorrow will be a full Q&A. And uh, man, we got a lot to do. We got a lot to do. Uh, Russell says, thank you to you and your team for everything you've done for this city. Listen, Russell, that sounds like you're in LA and I want you to think about it too. There's all sorts of great places. Like maybe that's really what the future is. I know it sounds weird and scary sort of that America won't be the America we all knew and the United States won't feel exactly as united. But that is what the founders intended to some degree. The the federal government has become a monstrosity that the founders were always trying to fight. States must make decisions for themselves and unfortunately, if, if it's just gonna be, we're gonna have some blue states and we're gonna have some red states, it's like the red states will flourish. They will have low taxes. They will have low regulation. They'll let people make decisions for themselves. They'll get better house builders because they won't have to deal with regulations and things. So they'll have better architecture. They will have better art. All of those things, they will have better music. And, and what will be left in the blue states will be a critical race theory, gender queer unicorn of a monster that will not be able to do anything and, and produce anything good. And maybe that's okay, as long as they don't sick the army on us. And I'll have to discuss that with Ron DeSantis. Uh, Cracklin says, was Larry Elder the last straw? You know, I think when the, when the recall was happening, I was loving it. I loved being out on the road with him. I loved fighting. I really did. And I love Larry and I admire him. And and he was here for dinner last night, as I said, and like we had a really nice goodbye. And it's like, I'm probably not coming back here anytime, Larry. So you're gonna have to come visit me in Miami. 
And um, I loved every second of it. And that morning, you know, that morning when the uh, recall was done and I did that thing, that joke thing where I was drinking tequila on the, on the show, I can tell you now it was water. Most of you put it together. Um, you know, the theater, it's the theater. I, was in, I took an acting class in 2011 for one week. Um, uh, I was really depressed, but, but it wasn't depressed like, it wasn't depressed like, oh, like this is everything because I don't think politics is everything, but it was, it was really like, oh, there's no hope. And that's why I talk about hope so much. Like you need, you need some hope. And by the way, there is hope in America. Glenn Youngkin won in Virginia. Uh, a federal court stopped Biden's vaccine mandates and then the Senate voted against it. Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted. Jesse Smollett uh, was not acquitted. Uh, Chris Cuomo was booted from CNN. Like there are good things happening. There are good things happening. Um, but was Larry Elder the last straw? It was that, and then I got audited. And I think the audit may have been the final like absolute straw. Um, Cause it wasn't that I had anything to hide. It was like, oh, this is what you do. You guys really do political retribution through the state machinery, you know? Like, yeah, I buy a lot of hairspray and congratulations to the California bureaucrat who knows that now. Uh, Unicorns Dance says, why not Texas or Tennessee? I strongly, strongly considered both. We really did. I, I looked at a couple houses in Nashville. You know, Jordan Peterson's in Nashville right now and he's freaking loving it. The Daily Wire guys are in Nashville. I had dinner at Candace Owens' house a couple weeks ago. They're, they're just loving it and thriving and the people are so decent and happy and it's open. And I really do love Nashville and I intend on spending, obviously Florida's closer to Tennessee, so I intend on spending a little more time there. And I think it's a great, great city. Uh, Florida, because you know I'm doing the tech thing now with locals, Rumble's moving to Sarasota. As I said, we have the, the locals offices in Miami. My sister lives in Miami. My folks have a place there part-time in Florida. David and I haven't had family in the same state as us uh, since we moved here in 2013. Um, we are working on uh, expanding the family and hope, hopefully I can have some updates for you guys on that stuff pretty soon, but it was important to us to, to be around family a little bit more. Um, on the Texas front, I really love Texas. I, I love Dallas in particular. Uh, that's obviously where the blaze is. I've got some good friends there. I, I, I love Glenn and, and Tyler and the whole team over there. Uh, I talked to Glenn about maybe doing it. It just, Florida just was a better fit for me. It was just a better fit for me, but I get why anyone, like it's, it's a toss up, right? It's a toss up going Texas, Tennessee, Florida. There's a couple other states. Obviously it's not just those three states, but everyone has then their own considerations. Where does your family live? Like, is it, is it more about weather or I got a team of people. I had to talk to everybody and I wanted everybody to be comfortable. It's like, it's like the whole thing. Uh, Kathy says, are you gonna move next door to Pelosi in Florida? So it's a little unclear to me whether that story was even true or not, whether she was actually buying this $25 million house somewhere on the water in Florida. But I, I am not kidding. When I say I'm going to fight for Florida, I don't know exactly what that means. Like, I don't think I'm gonna be a politician. I actually think at, at some level, when I'm say 20 years from now, when I'm 65 and I don't wanna do like, the daily grind of, of this anymore. I could see myself running for like the mayor of a small town in Florida. I really could see that sort of thing. Um, but I don't wanna be like a politician in, in that sense. Um, but we need, we need more better people there. And I don't think we need the Pelosi's there. That's the point. I don't think we need the Pelosi's. And I think when I, when I say fighting for Florida, it's like, I wanna fight so that we can make some decisions around who can come here. I know that sounds very authoritarian, I suppose. 
But the states that are doing it right, it's like everybody owes Florida man an apology right now, right? Like if you think about it over the last couple of years, this meme came out of Florida man and it's just like Florida man caught doing this and alligator this and, and it's like, well, Florida man, maybe he did know a little something too. Maybe Florida man realized a little something about being a little bit different, about thinking for himself, about living life as he sees fit, you know? Let's show that video of the guy getting the, the alligator in the uh, garbage can again. That, this guy's amazing. Here's Eugene. Eugene Bozzi grabbed his trash can when he was told a gator was lying just outside his neighbor's front door. Like, I wanna meet Eugene. I wanna take Eugene out to dinner. Can we, let's find Eugene. I'm not kidding. I'll have Eugene on the show. Like, these are my people now, okay? I've had, a, who would you rather, when the shit hits the fan, who would you rather be with? Would you rather be, Michael's losing it over here, would you rather be with Eugene and the alligator or some critical race theory, ineffectual, useless leftist moron that I'm surrounded by over here? Do you think I've had enough? I've just had enough, I've just had enough. Uh, Freedom Fan says, this is the least surprising announcement of the past decade. Yeah, look, I was sending you guys, you know, a couple times I sent you the mental energy. I, I was trying to tease it. I, I knew uh, if you go back into the videos, I would often, when I was saying Florida, I was winking at you. There was a lot of winks. People picked up on it, but I didn't want to fully announce it until I knew it was fully happening. And, and as I said, because the real estate market there is so nuts, like buying a house and negotiating, like there's no contingencies there. This is a little bit of insider baseball, but everything's flying off the shelves so quickly. Like you find a house that's off market, you gotta put in asking price, you gotta basically be willing, I, I'll get it right now, I'll do whatever you want, we gotta jump through hoops, let's make it happen. Anyway guys, I, I'm really excited and I, I just wanna say, um, you know, everything that we've done here, um, it's not just that I say some shit that may or may not be interesting to you. Um, it's that you guys that watch this, that share these videos, that talk to your friends about it, that have purchased the book, whatever it is, like you've enabled me to do this thing. And maybe by proxy, uh, I've been able to get some of the ideas out there that will help defend a world that you wanna live in. So this is, this is a nice little give and take that we have here. And I promise you, like, this is just the beginning. That's what I say to David all the time when I come up with my crazy decisions. Let's leave the Young Turks. Let's leave Patreon. Let's leave Aura TV. Let's build a tech company. Uh, you know, let's build a home studio. Or let's, let's leave California. I always say to him, we're just back at the beginning again. And I suspect this will not be the last beginning. You know, like, we're gonna build something awesome now and it's gonna add rocket fuel to everything we're doing. And I promise you that my, my commitment uh, to all the things that I'm always talking about will only be strengthened by this. And uh, I'm super psyched to do it. I'm psyched that, that my team is coming with me. And uh, I'm psyched that you're part of the adventure. So uh, that's it, we're going to, you guys still going? You still coming? All right, they're still coming. This is very exciting. This is very exciting. Uh, guys, my full interview with Kaylee McEnany, the former White House press sec secretary under Donald Trump is up on YouTube right now. Part one of my interview with former Florida Congressman Alan West, who is now running for governor of the great state of Texas. He is a great man, like a really, really great man. Uh, part one is up on YouTube right now. The full is up at rubenreport.locals.com. And then we'll do a full Q&A, like whatever you wanna ask me about absolutely anything, let's talk it out. Uh, it will be the final show in this studio. Like I didn't wanna leave this studio. I love this studio, this is my office. Like I love, I love this house, I love this studio. 
but it's time to go and build something better. Uh, oh, and by the way, I will be on Ben Shapiro's radio show tomorrow morning. That is at 7 a.m., I believe, Pacific time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then I normally do John Bachman's show on Thursdays on Newsmax, but I'll be doing that tomorrow. And of course, that'll all be about uh, Florida and all that good stuff. So anyway, really guys, I, I thank you for all the support. I thank you for being patient with us over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm preempting you on that one. I, I hope you'll be patient with us uh, as we build out the studio, as we move. Um, I'll send some videos, I'll post some videos of Clyde on the plane, that'll be fun. You know, we're getting the hell out of here, we're escaping. I feel like we're, we're escaping. This is like literally like I'm breaking out of jail and I'm going to freedom land. It feels like I'm moving to another country, honestly. That's what it feels like. That's what I, what I was saying to Dennis and Larry and the crew last night. It's like, in the old days, if you were like, I'm moving to Florida from California, or I'm moving to Montana from Texas, or I'm moving to Jersey from Delaware, it would be like, oh, okay, good for you. But now it's genuinely like, will I ever see you again? Am I going to be arrested if I stay? That's really what it feels like. Like when I said to Larry, like, you're gonna have to come visit me because I ain't coming back. You're like, it's not a joke. I don't, I'm not coming back. I don't wanna come back. There's nothing for me here. I'm gonna li literally drop like gasoline and a match off the plane and nah, that, that's a bit, you're right, you're right. Too, too much, Dave, too much. Anyway, guys, thank you. I'm super psyched. And uh, one more show here tomorrow, and then I will see you in Florida. All right, ciao. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.